Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you're releasing such a revelation to us those within the body of Christ to arise, to be who you created them to be, to do what you created them to do so that healing could come to lives, so that nations could be impacted. Even your word declares, can a nation be saved in a day? Yes, it can. So Lord, we declare and decree that you're doing a beautiful work in us and through us in this season. Now, Holy Spirit, I ask that there is revelation today that we would hear your voice, that you would uncover the darkness and shine your light upon each of our hearts so that we could truly see how valuable we are, that we could see ourselves through the eyes of heaven, that we could see ourselves through the grid of who you created us to be. Lord, you chose us in you before the foundations of the world, And Lord God, there is a reason that we are here at this time in history. So Lord, I thank you that the treasure inside of each one is being unearthed supernaturally by your spirit and by revelation. So Holy Spirit, come today. Do what I could not do through words. Do what I could not do uh, by the things that I say and the words that I portray and and the attitude I communicate. Lord, Holy Spirit. Spirit, just cause your power to bring revelation in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you all for braving the snow. And um, I'm just excited about this journey. This is a passion of my heart. It's why I stopped the stopped evaluation, started the stopped evaluation movement. It's why I wrote my book that's coming out in March. It's, it's why I wrote the Higher Living Leadership book. It's why I've done what I've done and led the way I've led for many, many years. And the fact is, our pain can become our purpose. Come on, guys. The battles we face can be our greatest places of victory so that we can be a solution for somebody else, so that we can be a voice to the hurting. What an opportunity. But first, we must see our value. You must recognize that you hold value. And if you look at this title slide, it's a picture of a baby. And I got this little revelation when I looked at Gabby last week, and I saw her little baby bump, and I'm looking, I'm saying, oh, my gosh. You know what? That baby is doing nothing but growing. Correct? When our babies are born, what do they do? They pee, they poop, they eat, they keep you up all night. I mean, but guess what? Our whole world is transformed. We begin to live our world around that little baby. Why? Because that baby holds value. 
When Gabby came in and we found out she was pregnant with number three, we are like all rejoicing. Why? Because that baby holds value. Now think about it. If that baby who is contributing nothing to this world at this point in time holds value, why would we suddenly place a demand on our children to walk in perfection, to act in ways that are perfect while they're still yet immature? Why would we put so much pressure on one another to function in a way that benefits us? When guess what? Every human being holds value. Can you imagine if our mindsets would just shift to look at anyone, no matter where they're at, no matter what they're into or not into? Come on. If we would just look at them and say, they hold value, and I'm going to speak to them that way, I'm going to treat them that way, and I'm going to believe in my heart that God chose them before the foundations of the world. This will heal marriages. This will change how relationships function. This will change how we're viewed by our world individually and corporately as the body of Christ. Last week, we learned about axiogenics hierarchy of value. And I'll share that again for those who haven't heard it. But we know that our DNA, and there's three million DNA strands that can fit on the tip of a pin. That's a lot of DNA. And our DNA and our physical human brains are imprinted with this hierarchy of value. In fact, science calls it the signature of value. You know, when an artist paints a picture, they put their signature. Guess what? Our God created us, and he put his signature on every human being, a signature of value. When I speak to Christians like I'm doing right now, I call it the signature of the divine. He put his signature on every human being. His signature is on the atheists. His signature is on the murderers. His signature is on everyone that has done anything evil in this world. And the reason they do evil is because they cannot connect to that signature. They have believed so many lives about themselves and about others that has affected their actions that they cannot see the value in themselves and they do not value others. See, when our values align with that signature of value then we will be happier and we will be healthier. So let's look at the brain's hierarchy of value once again. It's a three-tiered. Intrinsic is the greatest value. And it must be first place. You know, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and then all the other things will be added. Guess what? If we have this one in alignment, the others will begin to fall into alignment. And that first one is to value ourselves and value others. It is placing value on all of humanity. If God so loved the world, guess what? I I was messed up and my God loved me. He didn't judge me based upon my attitudes, my beliefs, how I treated myself or how I treated others. But my goodness, he kept pursuing me. Thank God for a praying mama. We got to pray. Instead of judging the world, let's pray for him. 
We must value humanity. The second is extrinsic value, and we'll talk more about that next week. But it's what I do. It's what I bring to the table. And as I was even preparing this, I had a little flash of revelation. And I thought, man, my whole life, it's like the core of what I believe, the core of what I do is woven into helping people to discover what manner of man they or woman they are and to discover the gift that they carry so they could impact the world for good. And when I can invest into someone's life and they begin to see their worth, I get excited. That's a high for me. And I realize, oh my goodness, the reason it ministers to me so much, it's a part of that hierarchy of value. Guess what? It's not just Melody who was created to do that. It's every human being because it's woven into our physical brain. The third is systemic value. This is important. You might even think of it in the ways of the wisdom and the strategies and the structures that are put in place. We don't worship the, the structure, come on. We don't worship the strategies because they are in place just to empower us to do what we're called to do so we can experience the fullness of who we're called to be. And when all those three are in place, we will be emotionally healthy. Somebody might be critical of you, hey, well, whatever, because I value who I am, I value who they are, and I've created systems and structures in my life that release what's on the inside of me. That's powerful. So let's look at this highest value. This is what today is about, the intrinsic value. It's the value that you hold as a human being. It's valuing yourself. It's valuing who you are. Now, that's the godly attributes. You know, sometimes people say, well, that's just who I am. I just get bad attitudes. That's just who I am. Well, I just have a struggle with this. That's just the way I am. No, that's not the way you are. Well, I'm afraid. I've always been afraid, and that's just me. I'm, I'm just a fearful person. That's not who you are. That's a perversion of who you are. Because whatever we do when we are afraid is actually the opposite of who we are. So when I talk about celebrating who I am, it's who I am according to truth. It's who I am as in who God created me to be. Not all the things that try to attach fear and lies to me. That's not who I am. Even when you look at somebody else, and I don't like them. They are just this and they are just that. No, that's not who they are at all. What you don't like about somebody else is not who they are. It's how they're functioning because they're believing lies. So it's about valuing others. And thirdly, it's placing value upon the human being above what they do. That's so important. We value what people do, but it can never be the primary thing we value about someone. So what is the enemy's goal? The enemy's goal is to lie to us to the point that we devalue ourselves. It is the very nature of the enemy. And see, if he can get us to believe a lie, 
and we function out of that lie, then guess what? He doesn't even have to attack us. We just destroy ourselves. We just sabotage ourselves because we believe a lie, and then our choice, our actions are from that lie. He just goes and picks on somebody else because now he's got us because we believe a lie. Look what Jesus said to the religious leaders. He was sharing, you know, and he wasn't even attacking the religious leaders. He was exposing lies. And the things that they were saying were not things that would bring value to the people. It was things that would bring bondage to the people. And so as he shared with the religious leaders, he's sharing them the nature of the enemy. John 8, You are of your father, the devil, and of the lusts of their father you will do. Look, he was a murderer. The father of lies is a murderer, wanting to kill, still, and destroy from who you are as a human being, as a son and daughter of the living God. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he bowed not in the truth because there is no truth in him. Anything that is a lie does not come from heaven. Everything fear-based does not come from heaven. It is a lie, and it comes from the father of lies. So if I believe a lie, and even if that lie feels more real to me than the truth, it's still a lie. I remember people, I heard it for years, because I am a hard worker. And people would say, oh, Melody, you're so task-driven. You're not relational at all. Remember that? If anybody's been in the church over a certain length of time, they know people would judge me and be critical of me because I was so task-oriented. I didn't value people. I wasn't relational. And inside of me, I'm going, everything I am doing is for people. If I'm sitting in my office all alone working, I'm doing it for someone or something that will expand the kingdom of God. But do you know what? I was so moved by their fear that I began to act opposite of what I was to try to prove to them I'm really relational. And then when you're trying to be what you're not, everyone knows you're trying to be what you're not and it just doesn't resonate. But see, I believe that lie. I heard it so much, I go, well, yeah, maybe I am just tax-oriented, or maybe I am, or maybe I am. Remember when I spoke on fear, and I said there's a sociological fear, being concerned about what other people think, and if we don't deal with that, it'll go to a psychological fear, maybe I am not relational. And then it goes to our deepest fear, which is I am unloving, I am unrelational, I am whatever. And so... It all's a lie. It is all a lie. And when we believe a lie, it shapes what we do. That's why God wants us to be free to see our value and celebrate what he's placed on the inside of us. Because either we're going to live our life as an actor or we're going to live out of authenticity. Either we're going to wear a mask or we're going to just be free to be who God created us to be. In purity, in holiness, in righteousness. There's no truth in him, the devil. 
When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Every lie I believe comes from the enemy, and the fact is, it was not sourced by heaven, it was sourced by hell. And when I respond to hell, I get the fruit of hell. When I respond to heaven, I get the fruits of heaven. And I can't even blame the devil for it because I chose to believe his lie. Oh my goodness, help us, Jesus. Because when we believe lies, it shapes our self-view. It shapes our world's view. It shapes, guess what? The world is not going to hell in a handbasket. Oh, we see a lot of negative stuff, but I want you to know that there is a church that is arising There's a church that's going to value everyone, whether they agree with them or don't agree with them. They're going to value them anyway. And we're going to start being a light in the midst of darkness. I was thinking about this. I was going to preach it next week, but you get it this week. But I looked at the lights around my front porch. And I have these lights on. Stephen preaches about I have lights everywhere. And see, I'm a person of the light. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, you look at those lights around my porch in the daytime, you can barely see them. They're on. And they're shining, but you can barely see them because it's light in the midst of light. But I'll tell you, when it gets dark outside, it lights up the whole house. We were created to be light to expel darkness. We're criticizing darkness rather than going into the darkness. I've been criticized saying, you know, don't now be careful, Melody, that you don't weaken the gospel by doing things in the marketplace and keeping the scriptures out. No, no, no. I'm taking truth. And I'm taking that light and I'm taking it into the darkness so it can shine. Man, I can shine in the church. But guess what? You're shining. We're all shining. And that's why we'll look and compare ourselves with another because, oh, I need to shine brighter than you. Well, we're all in the midst of the light. But I'll tell you, when you start going to the world, when you start going into the dark places because you value those individuals, You value the power of the light that you hold. We will dispel the darkness. Because we're not going in with judgment. We're going in with validation. Jesus was a light because he came because he loved. Miracles took place because he was moved with compassion. When we believe lies, it'll shift the way we view our world. It'll shift how we view others. Because if I believe that there's something terribly wrong with me, I'll look at Brianna over there. I can tell right now she is thinking, Melody is this and this and this and this. And I begin to imagine what someone is thinking about me. And they're thinking about their pot roast in the microwave, you know, or something, you know, in the crock pot. You know, they're not thinking about me at all. You know, when we get in fear, we get very egotistical. Because fear wants me to protect me. But when I walk in love, I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about you. This is liberating, guys, if you can really catch it, okay? See, when we begin to devalue ourselves, then we begin to walk in a sense of powerlessness. 
in depression, in fear, in anger, in hatred, in frustration. Oh, we become negative. And guess what? We're looking for someone or something to blame because we're believing lies. See, it's not what happens to you. It's what happens in you. Tracy Deuce uh, in the area of neuroscience says, your brain creates your reality. Your brain creates your reality. In life, it's not what happens to you that determines what you do or how you feel. It is how your mind perceives reality that makes it so. Loretta's back there with her arms crossed. Oh, she's upset with me. She's not really, you know. <laughs> she's upset with me. If that's what my mind perceives as reality, I'm going to act as if that is truth, and I'm going to respond to her in unhealthy ways because my reality is a faulty reality because I'm believing a lie. When we devalue ourselves, we have just opened ourselves up to every lie coming externally or every negative thought the enemy wants to whisper in our ears. Proverbs 23, 7. For as a man, or he thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs says, as you think in your heart is who you perceive yourself to be. And the word heart there is soul. It's not spirit man. It's the mind. It's the emotions. It's our choices. So how I think about me and how I think about my world and how I think about others literally becomes who I am. The things I experienced as a child, I began to grow up thinking, man, the only way I can survive is to be angrier, tougher, stronger, more aggressive. You know, that type A person, that's what I had to do to survive when in actuality, who I am is I'm aggressive in work. I'm a motivated person, but I'm not motivated to somehow bring myself identity. I'm functioning out of my identity. It's a whole different ballgame. But I became so aggressive because I couldn't trust, well, I wasn't a believer, so I didn't trust God. I didn't trust people, definitely didn't trust people. And I really, the only one that I had any trust in was me, and I knew I was all messed up. So everything I did was out of striving and aggression. You look at me wrong, I'll punch you. I was going to walk in ex excessive, aggressive control. I couldn't see that anyone could value me. So if no one else values me, then I got to take care of number one. And that was not who Melody is or was. But the lies I believed caused me to devalue myself in such a way that it perverted all my actions. Look what the word think means. 
It means split open, reason, calculate, reckon, and estimate. You know how your brain's working? Did you ever stay up all night long thinking, okay, I've got to talk to this person tomorrow. Now, if they say this, I'll say this. And then if they respond this way, I'll do this. And you sit there and you calculate and you process it. You're going in for a job interview. Okay, if they say this, prepare yourself to say this. And you know what? We're putting so much pressure on the church to respond perfectly when we've got godly people out there going into the dark places, being a light, and the church is being critical of them judging them because they might not always say that perfect theological answer. Oh, those things make me wild, and I do not put my opinions on Facebook. But my heart breaks for the attitude that I see in the body of Christ when people are just trying to release what God has put inside of them. Come on, guys, let's celebrate everyone. Oh, so what if they don't do it perfect? We don't do it perfect. His blood. I mean, I am not. How many of you willfully sin? I'm going to get up today and I am going to go do something really evil. You know, I'm, you know, we don't do that. Come on. We love God. We don't get up and we don't choose to go sin. We don't choose to do that. But are we perfect in our walk? No. That's why we run to Jesus and say, oh, Lord, have mercy. Give me grace. Because without you, I can't do anything. See, the information you allow to influence your mind will cause it to be healthy or unhealthy. What you allow to influence your mind, what you give access to you, that's why gossip is destructive, because we are giving access to faulty information, and even if the information is correct, if it's done with the wrong spirit, a judgmental spirit, I'm allowing something to enter me that is destructive to me, and it will cause me to be unhealthy. The Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul, your mind, your will, your choices, your emotions. The more I believe the truth, the more prosperous my soul will be. And when my soul is prosperous, guess what? I'm going to prosper in everything. Does that mean I'm going to become a millionaire overnight? No, it means I'm going to love life. It means I'm going to be fulfilled because I'm releasing who God created me to be. And that's good enough. Look at this. It's in the Amplified. I love the Amplified because then I don't have to preach the Greek. It just puts it right in there or the Hebrew. Proverbs 4, 20 to 25. My son, in light of everything I just said, My son, pay attention to my words and be willing to learn, willing to allow a mindset shift based upon truth. Open your ears to my sayings. Man, we need to listen to heaven. You know, one thing I love about a worship service, we're hearing truth. We're singing truth. And then you wake up in the morning and you're singing that song. You're allowing his life to infiltrate your soul, your mind, your emotions. His words, 
his ways. Don't let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all their flesh. You know how it puts what's going on in the soul and what's going on in the body together? And according to science, if my mind is healthy, it's releasing healthy chemicals into every single cell of my body. I can't figure out why I don't look 25. Because in my soul, I feel 25. I'm ready to pioneer new things. To go where no man has gone before. (laughs) To dream big. Come on, guys. Let's just risk. Risk being who we are. Enjoy the process. Because it doesn't matter if it gets where I see it or not. The fact is I'm going in the right direction. The fact is, I'm trusting a God who values me and I value myself. So whether it succeeds or not, it really is not the issue. Because I'm not doing it to feel good about myself. If our identity is in our perfection, we will live depressed. In the stopped evaluation movement, This baby boomer is having to do millennial work. I mean, I'm learning, if you know anything about this. If you don't, hallelujah. (laughs) I've had to learn GarageBand. I've had to learn iMovie. Joel says, you need a new, I had to put 200 and some dollars into a mic. And then I had to buy lighting for the office. And then, I mean, I'm getting all this crazy video stuff. Hey, it's just money. What's really valuable is the voice. And I recognize there could be videographers, people, experts, young people, they're going on and they're seeing my YouTube and they'll go, bless her heart. (laughs) But see, that's okay. Because I'm working from a voice that I know is valuable. I'm working. I said, Lord, let the words come through. Let your anointing come through. Whether my skills match it or not, it's okay. I'll catch up. Or God will give me someone to do it for me, okay? (laughs) Either way, I don't care. In fact, I'd rather somebody do it for me, but that's okay. A lot of times we want to take the easy way, right? But that's not always the God way. Because guess what? He wants to build us. He cares more about us than what we do. He cares more about what we're releasing to the world. Verse 23, watch over your heart, guard your heart. Guys, protect your heart with all diligence for out of your heart, out of what you believe flows the springs of life. Some places it says, some versions, it it directs the course of your life. What you believe about you directs the course of your life. Put away from you deceitful, lying, misleading mouth and put uh, devious lips far from you. Stop lying about you. How many of you ever looked in the mirror and going, oh my goodness. And you have a mag, young people have a magazine 
of this photoshopped beauty right aside of you and you're looking in the mirror and saying, what is wrong with you? You know what? They're looking in the mirror and saying, what is wrong with me? Because they don't even look like themselves. When does the world dictate? Oh, I'll tell you, when my mom was young, it was the full figure that was beautiful. Then I get into high school, and it's Twiggy. You know what Twiggy is? Straight with nothing. You know, just. Now, I had nothing in some spots, but I wasn't straight. <laughs> now we're coming in. Oh, my goodness. In certain cultures, girls, hey, I'm, I don't know why I'm going here. In certain cultures, you need a big butt. Not a big butt, but a shapely butt. You know, they even have pads that go down there that make it look like you have a fuller butt. And I thought, my goodness, I'm trying to get rid of my butt. <laughs> See, we cannot be controlled by what the world says is beautiful. We cannot be controlled by what the world says is valuable. You are valuable for who you are. You know, we don't even know what Gabby's little boy looks like yet. But we already value that little guy. He is already beautiful. I remember when Rebecca was born and she had this cone head because the first baby coming out. And I go, isn't she beautiful? And he goes, Stephen goes, mm, I guess, you know. <laughs> if that's what you call it. I'm gonna go. And within 24 hours, her head rounded out, you know. Oh, Lord, we just pray for Rebecca right now. Lord, that you would go back to that moment. And yeah. <laughs> Guys, we cannot be conformed to this world. We must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And what is the renewing of our mind? Our mind aligning with truth. If our mind is not aligned with truth, we will not see how valuable we are. My heart is that by the end of today that you will begin to look at yourself differently and stop judging your heart, yourself harshly based upon the world's view of what smart is, of what beautiful is, of what wise is, of what talented is, of what gifted is. Come on, when you're releasing what God's put inside of you, it is beautiful. Let your eyes put away from you decipher deceitful, lying, misleading mouth, and put devious lips far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead towards the path of moral courage. You know, the easiest one to love is someone other than yourself. And I'm not talking God's love. Has someone ever done something to you and you were quick to forgive? But you do something stupid, it takes you a month to get over that stupid thing you did. Towards the path of moral courage and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you towards the path of integrity. What is integrity? Aligning my actions with truth. Let me tell you about self-devaluation. Remember last week I talked about when you value someone, you protect them, you invest into them, you sacrifice for them, and you treat them as valuable. You know if somebody values you or not by those four things. 
What about valuing yourself? If you do not value yourself, you will not protect yourself. You will not sacrifice or invest into yourself, and you won't treat yourself as valuable. Let's look at don't protect yourself. Oh, hey, I, I know this because I did this. We think we're being godly when we literally allow someone to degrade us. I, I'm going to take the higher road and walk godly. And we just let them spew their garbage on us. I remember there was someone we talked, we didn't talk. They were yelling at me, screaming at me, swearing at me, uh, cursing my future, you know, just saying horrible, horrible things. And it was over an hour and I'm just listening as they're just pouring it out. When that was done, Stephen came and said, Melody, why did you allow that? And inside of me, I'm going to be the godly example. But you know what? I listened to a a barrage of degrading, devaluing, attacking, judgmental, critical words about me. And then after that conversation was over, I went through all those things. Okay, Lord, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. You know what? It had an effect on me. And I had a process through that. And I thought that was godly. Guess what? No. If you value yourself, you will protect yourself. What would I do today? I would say, uh, I'm willing to have a conversation with you. But if you can't speak to me respectfully, we're not having this conversation. And just hang up the phone. If they want to speak respectfully, I can hear anything. But guess what? You are valuable. Do I attack back? No. Is there an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth? No. Guess what? Injustice will not stop injustice. Anger will not stop anger. Hatred will not stop hatred. We have to release something different, right? But if we protect and value ourselves, guess what? We will now allow ourselves to be that dumping ground. We know how to establish healthy boundaries. And do you know what healthy boundaries are? It's keeping the bad out and it's letting the good in. Because the verse before says, guard your heart because that is what determines the course of your life. If I'm going to let those things in, it could affect the course of my life. We don't invest into ourselves. Guys, you are worth every ounce of investment. I love lifelong learning. I didn't really want to learn video stuff, but I love lifelong learning. Investing in myself. I remember I had my Higher Living Leadership book and I was saving all the money to get that published. And um, I got a call and, and I had this opportunity to be certified uh, in the Core Value Index. And that was a whole lot of money. It was going to take all the money I saved plus more. And I'm battling because it took me a while to save that money. And I went to Stephen, thank God for a godly husband who values me and values what I hold. And I went and I said, Stephen, you know, do I take all this and then my book might not get published? You know, what do I do? And he said this to me. He said, invest in what you do not know rather than what you already know. I went, wow. You did. So I took all the money I saved, and I spent it plus more. That's why I really need his opinion, because it had to come out of our personal money, not my, because I used all my company's money. And so we took 
our money and my company's money, all that money just to get certified. And that certification absolutely changed my life. You're worth every ounce of investment. Are we willing? And when I say spend money on yourself, I'm not just saying, oh, let's go on our shopping spree, ladies. And not that there's anything wrong with that if you got the money. I'm talking about investing into your value. I'm talking about sacrificing for those things, putting your emotional energies, putting your heart into the things that stored what God has called you to be. Think about the parable of the talents. The master gave to the servants and the ones that invested it, the ones that worked with that, that seed, with that talent, he says, look, because you've been faithful to build what I gave you, now I'm going to release you to next week, which is investing into others. Because you were faithful in this, now you get to lead cities. Now I start having an impact in the world because I've invested in myself. I have something to give. Everything I have added to me, financial price, time price, energy, labor, feeling, oh my gosh, Melody, are you ever going to get this? I just became a master bar. Here I am, 63 years old, and going to this level. I was like, oh, Lord, can I get this? I got it. And it's opened up so many more doors. See, if we don't value ourselves, we won't invest into ourselves, and we keep ourselves locked into right where we're at. And then we're saying, God, I have all these prophetic words. They mustn't be true because they're not coming to pass. Guess what? We've got to invest into what God has spoken to us. And I'm not just talking about investing into doing. I'm investing into me. Because when my mindset shifts, guess what? I'm able to impact people in a level that I wasn't able to before. And i got to hurry up. We don't, if we devalue ourselves, we don't treat ourselves as valuable. And when we don't feel valuable, what we do is we anesthetize ourselves. Give me that chocolate cake, buddy. I need some chocolate cake. Give me that half gallon of ice cream. I need my comfort right now. Come on. Ice cream was our thing, wasn't it, at one time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a lot of years that I've chosen to reject sugar, and I'm still a sugarholic because just to think about sugar makes me feel happy. Even if it's just stevia. It's a reminder of sugar. <laughs> so I put three packs of stevia in my coffee in the morning, and it's like I'm drinking something sweet. <laughs> See, we don't treat ourselves well if we don't value ourselves. Oh, I want to go longer, but I'm almost done. Validation releases power. What is power? It's the ability to make an effect. When you walk powerfully, it gives you the ability to make an impact. Do you realize it's not the loudest voice? It's the most impactful voice. It's the most validating voice. Do you hear what I'm saying? You might be a gentle, quieter person, but boy, if you are valuing others and impacting others with love and honor and celebration, guess what? That voice is going to be heard and it's going to touch lives. 
because validation confirms the value of something. I remember when the head of this company called and asked me to become a master VAR. I'm thinking, why is he asking me? He's in 38 different nations. And he says, I went through everybody who's connected to me, and I want you to be the one. You know what that did? It confirmed the value that I held. And then I said, well, you know, I mean, you're talking a lot of money. And I said, my husband just got out of the hospital. You know, I mean, there's, there's no, and he goes, well, I recognize that. So let's make a deal. So he covered the majority of it, but he still said, you must make investment. Because if you don't make an investment in something, then you don't see value in that and you will not treat it as valuable. So he still expects an investment, but he said, you can work it off. You know what? Something happened inside of me. I thought if this man sees the value I hold, then guess what? I'm going to take and treat that skill as valuable. Validation releases words that create healthy thoughts, emotions, attitudes, and belief. Because every thought you have will end up with an action. What do you think about yourself? When you look at my double honor book, in the front of the book, I have this beautiful girl looking into a mirror, but all she sees is a damaged person. And then at the end of the book, she's looking into a mirror, and she sees the beauty of who she is. I wrote that book back in 1998. Were you born in 1998? No, okay. <laughs> it's a long time ago. That's ancient history. But think about it. Then God was showing me the power of validation. Science proves that our physical heart, brain, and body function, our physical heart, our physical brain, our physical body functions better when it's affirmed and valued. When you take responsibility for your own body, soul, and spirit, for every task that's before you, for every relationship that you have, in a form of validation, it will bring a transformation. Skip the next slide, or I won't get done on time. Human beings, by changing the inner attitudes of their mind, can change the outer aspects of their lives. When I change internally, it will change my external world. When I can value myself and I'm no longer in competition with somebody else, they can tell I'm not competing with them and now we can really partner. We cannot minimize the power of our mind or our choice or our personal belief or our ability to choose for by it we activate the whole of who we are. What I think about me activates on the inside of me all God created me to be. It is, it is not pride to see value in you. There's somebody that's amazing on Facebook. 
and strong believer, has a strong political voice, but she's on there and she's going into this whole long thing about how Christians are saying you need to love yourself and how ungodly that is. And she's like attacking this. And I'm thinking, my gosh, she's not reading the word of God. If you're to love your neighbor like you love yourself, if she's saying, no, it's wrong for you to love yourself, then she's saying, well, then you don't even have any power to love your neighbor. It's not pride to see value in yourself. If I went out and I spent $1,000 to buy you a gift, and you took that and go, oh, well, whatever. What does that say to the giver of the gift? But you take that gift and say, this is valuable. You protect it. I one take this, this wedding ring Stephen gave me on our 25th wedding anniversary. It might not be all that much, but it's valuable to me. And I would never just take it and throw it in a drawer somewhere. No, because it has value. I'm going to protect it. I go down after all these years and get him to clean it and get him to check to make sure the diamonds don't fall out. You know all that, ladies. You do that because you see value in it. And it's not the object, it's itself, it's the one who it came from. When you value yourself, you're honoring God. Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Did you ever see Jesus condemning himself? He didn't. He so knew why he came. He knew who his father was. He knew who he was. He knew why he came. And he stayed faithful to accomplish his reason for being on this planet. He didn't have a problem asking people to drop everything and follow him. You're talking fishermen, their whole livelihood. Get rid of that and follow me. Wow. He had confidence in what he held. In the New Living Translation, it says, you must have the same attitude as Christ Jesus had. Last week, I talked about how Jesus so valued people. We must have that same attitude about us. In Matthew 6, 31, it says, take no thought saying. Think about what you're thinking. Think about what you're saying concerning yourself. When you can adjust that and shift the way you view it yourself in, align with heaven, in alignment with heaven, then guess what? Your thoughts will become the prophet of your future. What you think is how you will feel. How you feel will be the attitudes you hold. The attitudes you hold will be the things that develop a belief on the inside of you, and the belief that you carry is manifested in your actions. So if my thoughts change, I get to be the prophet to my future. And when my thoughts align with heaven's, and my ways align with heaven's, then heaven's realities are made manifested in me. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just bless each one.
Father, I just thank you that you're pouring out your spirit, a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that their eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. And right now, I come against every lie. I come against every um, uh, strategy and structure of hell that has targeted each person in this room to lie to them about who they are and the gift that they hold to this world. Right now, just as Jesus came with a purpose, you have planted each person on this planet with a purpose to be who you called them to be first and foremost. And Lord, we are sons and daughters of the living God. We are royalty. The kingdom of God dwells on the inside of us. We are not damaged goods, but my God has come and he's saved and he's delivered and he's set us free. And I thank you for a spirit of truth just infiltrating our thoughts and our minds right now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, just do this in your seats. Just repent for how you have spoken evil about yourself. This is just the way I am. I'll always be angry. I'll always be irritated. It's just my personality. Break all that off. You are who God says you are. You are not the sum, or are you defined by your past experiences? You're defined by heaven. You're not defined by your mistakes, your failures. You're defined by heaven. So, Lord, right now, we just repent for every lie that we believed about ourselves. Lord, I thank you that when we know the truth about ourselves, we can walk in true humility. We can walk in the power as sons and daughters of the living God because we're not doing something for ourselves. We're just releasing who we are. Father, right now I pray in the spirit that you're taking a key and you're inserting it into each person's spirit and soul, and you're unlocking the treasure. We call them forth right now in the name of Jesus. We call you forth. Just come forth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May there be a new beginning. We're in the beginning of 2019. May we function in 2019 with a health and a healing and a wholeness and an awareness of how valuable we are. And then we take who you called us to be and we abandon it to you. We abandon it to the will of God. We abandon it to the ways of heaven. And Lord, we thank you that your kingdom is invading those places where we welcome truth. We break off lies right now in Jesus' name. We we break off all the things that people said about you. We break off the things that have tried to sabotage you because of what you've done in the past. You know, one thing I've learned a long time ago, if I did something stupid, just acknowledge I did something stupid. And what can I do to make it right? What can I do to make this thing right? What I just said was stupid. Forgive me. What can I do? 
You know what? When you see your value, you don't try to protect the stupid stuff. When you see your value, you do what's necessary to get rid of the things that have tried to defile you or how your life defiled another. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that you're showing us how to walk this out so that we can be free. Our souls can be free, that we can love life and we can see good days and we can have healthy relationships. Father, in Jesus' name, may your spirit come and all power and all authority in Jesus' name. Speak to us as we go throughout this week in Jesus' name. Amen. May I have the healing team come forward at this time? Thank you, Father. Next week, we are going to focus on valuing others and valuing the gift that's on the inside of us. <laughs>